the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. He's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Or American Dark Ages. How about we just go with the Biden feudalists? I like that. Of course, we're going to have to explain what feudalists are to a bunch of CPS students. Did you um, see in the Wall Street Journal the uh, the scandal of Illinois' report card? Turns out they're at an all-time record. Really, they really are. This is an all-time record for CPS. Three out of ten kids can read at the grade school level. Three out of ten. And did you know, when it comes to the teachers' union, that's actually a high watermark. If you go way out to Elgin and Decatur, you're talking 7% of kids can read. Well, we know what the Democrats' future plans are. Those morons will vote for practically anybody. For instance, right now we are having a multi-front collapse of American superiority, American credibility, uh, and the collapse of the dollar all the way around. And the good news is, the people in charge, it appears this was the goal. Guys like Amos Huckstein. There's a, there's a tag, huh? That's the reason you have initials and not full names. Amos Huckstein. If you uh, remember that name, it's because during the years when Trump was president, he was at the root of the scandal when it came to Ukraine. Oh, yes. He sat on the energy company. Yeah, yeah. Boy, that sounds familiar. I don't think Amos has a crack problem. That's strictly a hunter issue. Amos, however, is a whisperer to Joe Biden who just, Joe Biden thinks it's just another nurse he has. Amos Huckstein was asked a very important question about really what is America's Dark Ages right now. This will go down in America's history as, number one, the most obviously incompetent, uncapable president to ever hold the office, but moreover, the most corrupt. Amos Huckstein, he will be, an audit of his resume will prove he is a collaborator with all enemies of America, just like Joe Biden, his bosses, and the majority of Democrats sitting in office. Amos Huckstein's goal is to break the back and the financial superiority of America. And he's doing a hell of a job. So I like how he stammers through a question. One of the reasons that OPEC talked about doing this was, in essence, to incentivize spare capacity. Higher oil price now to get more oil out of the ground, because if not, it's going to stay in the ground and there will be a shortage. If- now, that's a loaded question. And what she's referring to is, now that we are dependent on those um, inbreds in Saudi Arabia, and you know why I call them inbreds? Oh, don't, don't frown at me, squirrel, with your tiny little digits. I call them that because it is a fact. 80% of the marriages are between cousins. That's a little freaky. You're going to have a bunch of kids that look like uh, Prince Charles. Nobody wants that. However, those inbreds need oil above $60 or their phony charade of Aramico oil. It's actually bankrupt if it's not above 60 That's why they all hated Donald Trump and had to get him out of there. Because when he was in president, spent the vast majority of its time around $40 a barrel. You remember 
way back two and a half years ago when America was prosperous and strong? Yes. Well, now these idiots are in charge. And rather than call them idiots, because that gives them the phony virtue of just being Democrats and stupid, what these son of dogs are, are corrupt. And this is intentional. And Amos Trader Huckstein will show you. There is some truth to that. Why not take that view with U.S. producers? Why go to your allies? We have oil here that we can get out. Why not pick up the phone to oil production uh, uh, companies and say, guys, what can we do to get you to produce more? Now, before Amos puts lipstick on the pig that is the Biden administration, remember, just in Colorado alone, they've canceled 200,000 acres of, of, of wells, of reserves, of licenses to drill. Actually, I think it's 2 million. Will you check that out for me? My head is telling me 2 million acres. What they have canceled as far as licenses to our American quasi-private companies, American energy sector, they have, the Biden administration has not only canceled the Keystone Pipeline, that's a talking point for most talk radio shows, because then it tells you about the 14,000 union workers that are put out on their ass. That's just the headline. What they've really done is hamstring the entire American energy sector to where it is now more profitable for these energy companies to explore through research and development foreign third world hellholes where you can buy the politicians the way the Ukrainians bought Joe Biden. Alex, there's a there's an uh, an assumption based in your question that we're not doing that for the last even publicly for the last several months. We have had conversations with the leadership of almost every major oil producer in the United States, told them, what do you need to be incentivized to increase production? That is an absolute lie. And if politics wasn't the only industry in the world where you could tell an knowing lie and have no repercussions, this moron would be thrown into the who's cow, where he should be, the crook that he is. We've had that honest conversation. They have what they need. They do not need anything else. I've had this conversation but with them. But I think, honestly, if, if we talk to the industry... It is two million acres, huh? Two million acres in Colorado. How much in the in the northwestern section of this country, you know, where they found the oceans and oceans and oceans of black gold to keep us sustained for over a thousand years where we would never have to import one barrel. In fact, we could do what we did just two and a half years ago. Be oil independent and a net exporter. Remember the good old days? Oh, I remember them fondly. Biden is not only wrecking our economy, he's destroying the rule of law. You probably read and heard about the document hoax. Has anyone heard about the document hoax? Helicopters flying over Mar-a-Lago. Well, they've given us about $5 billion worth of free publicity, I will say. People said, that's a nice house. If it weren't so nice, they probably wouldn't be doing it because, you know, it gets ratings. When they look, they said, that's a beautiful place. They raided and broke into my home. Everyone knows we've done nothing wrong. They are targeting me because they want to silence me, silence you, and silence our amazing Make America Great Again movement. There's never been a movement like that. That's correct, because the undercurrent of their corruption will not exist. It needs the kind of political whore... Joe Biden is, though he is incapable of going to the bathroom on his own. They would point out that it's the threat of regulation down the road that's the issue. Um, how- Alex, I, I take issue with that. Okay. Uh, I, I don't think that's issue actually with that. accurate. Who gives a rip what issue you take, whore? Who gives a rip, Ukrainian oil guru, scumbag that you are? 
In the meantime, let's hear from another notable thinker when it comes to the American economy. And you could tell by the certainty of his answers, the content of his character, exactly who Brian Deese is. Who is he? Nobody really knows. He's in an ideologue to the mafia. The near term uh, with OPEC, can you talk a little bit about what you see as being sort of at the 30,000-foot level potential dangers to the uh, to the U.S. and world economy because of these OPEC cuts? And the president, as he was departing, says there's alternatives. What are the alternatives that are being weighed right now? So, come on, Brian, um, come on. The president's approach, our approach, and our strategy since the um, uh, uh, since Putin began amassing troops and then uh, and invaded Ukraine has been on trying to maintain sufficient supply of energy, oil and natural gas, globally uh, to uh, to maintain uh, to, to keep prices at a stable and and, uh, um, and lower level. Uh, Listen to this. What other industry in the world? Could this kind of incompetence be tolerated? Absolute incompetence or diabolical destruction of the quality of life. This imbecile is going to try to give you median prices while mixing in states like a very well-run state that during a hurricane eliminated all taxes on fuel, bringing the gas per gallon I filled up for two ninety-six myself. And they're going to mix that with their dream called California that they've destroyed the best state in the country where you're paying over $6 on average. This is the kind of stammering and stuttering that goes on in this collapse, failed administration. While also training um, all of the uh, appropriate um, uh, pain on uh, on Russia and on, on Putin uh, that is necessary. That has been and continues to be um, our, our strategy. Your strategy sucks, stupid. Now I know how, how you all be. How, how did they all become worth millions? No, I was watching uh, Stuart Varney today. Anybody here at John Kirby? You know who he is? He's the, the Pentagon spokes idiot. He was in the military until 2013. It's on Stuart Varney. I look at the foyer of this guy's house. I'm in the real estate business, squirrel. I've been in houses that are $20 million. When I looked at just, just the artwork in the guy's house, I said, how much is this John Kirby worth? He's, after all, he's only been out of the military since 2013. His bottom number is... $26 million. And this is the intellect of these people that are all multi, multi millionaires. The answer is because there's more corruption in this. There's more money in this corruption that is the Biden administration. This fraud pays tens of millions only to the select few. The problem is when asked how to justify it, this is how they sound. Um, as we've said, uh, the, uh, the uh, OPEC decision, uh, 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 the reason why we were disappointed in it is we believe it's unnecessary and unwarranted at a period where if you look at the global... Oh, you're wrong, Brian Deese, you little Sally. You're wrong. Because now those inbred Saudis have you right where Pete Buttigieg likes you. And this is the problem for all of us Americans, because oil per gallon will be a hundred and per barrel will be one hundred and twenty dollars a barrel. It is the goal of both the inbred Saudis and the American Democrat. And that's just the fact they've got another little problem, though. 
Turns out the only fat guy in North Korea is firing missiles. And guess what happens when we try to fire back? Can you guess, Squirrel? Oh, it doesn't go well. Breaking news involving North Korea a short time ago. We learned launching two new ballistic missiles after already launching that missile over Japan that sent many running for cover. Tonight, there's also news of a mishap during a joint U.S.-South Korea exercise meant to be a show of force. U.S.-South Korea exercise meant to be a show of force. I wonder who they had driving. So what happened? Martha Raddatz tonight with late reporting here. Tonight, North Korea launching two short-range ballistic missiles. It comes as the U.S. is sending the aircraft carrier Ronald Reagan back to the region as tensions increase after Monday's launch over Japan left citizens scrambling for cover. South Korea and the U.S. responded with a show of force, but tonight an embarrassing malfunction. A South Korean missile plowed into a military base during a live fire drill with the U.S. That's not a show of force. You blew up your own base, you stupid son of a... Are you kidding me with these idiots? We'll show Kim Jong-un. We'll blow up our own guys. You imbeciles. These are the idiots. The American Mafia Democrat welfare roach decided to put in charge. So as gas is only around, what, $4 a gallon, three eighty, when you're paying 6 and 7 remember, it should be worse between the corruption and the stupidity, stupidity of the American Democrat mafia. You're lucky you get out of this without taking these pills that they seem to be stockpiling. What the hell is an anti-radiation drug? I'm not putting that in my body anymore than I am the Biden vaccine. 312-642-5600. Oh, my God. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. We'll show him. We'll blow up our own barracks. You hear something, Pete? Incoming! Joe Biden and his show of force decided to blow up his own soldiers. You moron. Who would put this idiot or these idiots in charge of anything? Couldn't help but notice. I just saw on CNN Biden taking first major steps towards decriminalizing marijuana. Hmm. Do you remember, Squirrel, yesterday during that awkward moment when the president, looking like a drunk baby on wet grass walking around Florida, snuggled to that woman, kissed her ear, whispered sweet nothings into it? You remember that awkward moment? Sure you do. Her name was uh, Nikki Freed. She is a uh, elected Democrat, in fact, the only elected Democrat in the state of Florida right now, right now, who was running for um, governor against DeSantis. She lost to uh, Christ and her boyfriend. It's interesting. His name Jack Bergman. Bergman. He's the largest marijuana grower in Florida. And her boyfriend. And that's who Joe Biden was snuggling the ear. Starting to smell it. Oh, buy stock. The problem is they don't have stock because that inside deal, that almost makes an Illinois Republican sick. Craig, Mount Greenwood. Hey, Sean, thanks for taking my call. Anytime, buddy. Boy, did, you, did you see Biden snuggle that woman and give, sniff, give her a little sniff? <laughs> little sniff? The guy who likes to shower with his daughter, the sick freak that he is? Holy cow. You and your dad is, dad is a very demented sick Puppy yeah, you right. smell one of my family members. You're going to get those dentures slapped onto the ground, old man. Go ahead. Oh. Hey, listen, 
this is first of all, if this was a chess game, this regime has got us in check. We're in check with our enemies right now. Just because we, we don't have the ability to take and use our own oil, do anything, our fossil fuel and everything. And I'll tell you what, if this guy, if this regime continues to take and uh, drain out our oil reserves, our strategic oil reserves, and that, which they're on their way to doing it, they're going to put us in checkmate because our enemies will be in total control of our country. They'll be able to take and turn us off to, uh, at their delight, yeah, whatever they want. We're to. definitely in the Pete Buttigieg position. Here's the thing. When the American government starts to stockpile anti-radiation drugs, that's a little tip-off. That's not a good sign, kid, because what they're letting you know is this is getting real with the nukes. Now, here's the difference. Don't get too nervous. You're from Chicago. You know what it's like to live around zombies, mindless buffoons, ugly though they may be, meandering around, not sure where their next meal's coming from, but they're pretty sure the government's going to give it to them. How bad could a post-apocalyptic America be compared to the Biden years? Right? right. Thank you very much for the call. I think I stunted it. I stunted it, Craig from Mount Greenwood. In the meantime, I think the most important thing is always the forecast of where the economy is going to go. Because if you don't have a thriving economy where everybody can achieve, you have slaves. That's how ghettos are built. That's how a corrupt government rules over you and you have no pushback. You know, like Europe, South America, Central America, all of those places. This is what it's going to look like. So the real issue is, is it going to matter to the zombies before Russia nukes us? Will it, will it matter in 30 days? Other warning sign for Democrats as we get into the final month, just look at this. What is the top issue among likely voters, those likely to turn out 33 days from now? Look at this. The economy and inflation overwhelmingly, 39% of Arizona voters say it's number one. 44% of voters in Nevada say the economy and inflation number one, dwarfing abortion or voting rights, dwarfing abortion and voting rights, perhaps issues that would play in the Democrats' favors. This is a troubling sign for Democrats. So the mantra on the lipstick of the pig that the inbred Saudis are going to cut oil production by two million barrels as Joe Biden has drained what is supposed to be a strategic reserve to where we have nil, lowest it's been since I believe they said before Reagan. You remember what happened before Reagan, Jimmy Carter and his cardigan. You're just going to have to get used to losing. That's kind of the mantra of a Democrat. So that's why I say make America suck again is the Biden administration versus the one that you could have voted for. But you decided to vote for this one. And when I say you, I don't actually mean the listeners here. I mean the the Democrat roaches, the never Trumpers, and the ones who sat idly by as they ballot harvested their way to an illegitimate presidency. So when Joe Biden now has to workshop, didn't you just go and kiss the ass? Of those inbreds who have the pizza parlor towels on their head? Didn't you just go and beg them to do exactly the opposite? It's actually a three million barrel a day turnaround. Didn't you do that, dummy? No, the the trip was not essentially for oil. The trip was about the Middle East and about Israel and, and rationalization of positions. The trip was about the Middle East, Israel, and rationalization of position. What the hell is that? This is how you make excuses for failure, failure, which is all a Democrat does. You know, I was thinking about this on my way over. I've never even encountered a Democrat that was good at anything other than lying and excuses. That's all they're good at. And as you look at those pension incubators driving around the state, you see what they're trying to do. Avoid work. Avoid succeeding. Like union guys. Not the workers. That upper echelon. How they milk the job. Oh, slow down, boys. We got to lie. We got to stretch out this Jane Byrne for about 48 years. 
you moron. Everywhere there's a Democrat, there's an excuse and failure. But it is a disappointment, and it says that there are problems. Are you worried about it? Go sniff another marijuana heiress. Go sniff your own daughter, you sick bastard. Stop ruining my country, dummy. As I said, since I came to office, our economy has created 10 million jobs. 10 million jobs. You know what? You know, this is why I'd like to get Trump and, and say, what the hell were you thinking? Hey, what were you thinking? You couldn't see how they were going to do this. You're not even even to what the economy was before. The shutdown of the pandemic. You're not even close to even. And now I've got to listen to this loser, this failure, this corrupt, organized syndicate bag man. Tell me he added 10 million jobs. You've done nothing but fail, you Botox-infested pants wetter. 312-642-5600. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. This is his song, baby. I think he danced to this at his 14th wedding. Scumbags that they are. Incoming! Let's have a show of force. I'm going to blow up the barracks of our own soldiers, you stupid idiots. And that reminded me of who exactly is in charge of our military. Such honorable, low-life rat bastards like Millie. Remember when he called the Chinese? Oh, that was one of my favorite stories. Normally, as I reflect on all of my... Relatives that fought in World War II and all of the ones that were killed mindlessly throughout the years, Vietnam, Korea, all the rest of it, thought to myself what they used to always say. The definition of the military is the America's best, bravest, hardest working men, controlled by the most corrupt. America's top general and his calls to Chinese officials during the last days of the Trump administration. President Biden is standing by Joint Chiefs Chairman Mark Milley as he faces criticism from some Republicans. And now it turns out... Why just some Republicans? So let me get this straight. The head of the American military calls the Chi-Coms, the Chinese communists. Say, hey, don't worry about this guy. We'll remove him if we have to. Which really goes to show it's really no big deal among these Democrats scum. That China gave Joe Biden $32 million through his crack-smoking son? It's really no big deal. After all, the Democrat generals undermine the position of America. And for that, I believe this scumbag is still in charge of the military, is he not? Maybe he's the one who decided to show a show of force by blowing up his own guys, you idiot. Tom in his car. Hey, Sean, how you doing, buddy? A lot better than a soldier sleeping in the barracks in South Korea. <laughs> You hear something? You know, um, have you ever uh, had someone um, give you like a piece of food and you go, oh, I'm going to try this, and then you eat it, and then you end up um, uh, throwing up? Well, I, I think... Only you know, once in the 80s are, in a massage parlor. I don't recommend it for anybody. Go ahead. If you are a staunch um, a Democrat, how can you look at the last two and a half years and say, you know what, I'm going to vote Democrat again? They should... It'll be weaned off of ever voting Democrat again. This guy in the White House is nothing more than a used car salesman. Oh, and and, and I remember when that used to have a, a, a reputation for just being dishonest. Not only was it that you were a foreign asset. Here's the other thing, Tom. Growing up in where we grew up, right? Look at this sewer 
what it's been done, where I have to watch, I don't know, what is her name? Lori Lightfoot in a T-shirt, which, by the way, that body is made for a Saudi Arabian prince costume. Not a T-shirt. Don't do that again. Singing as it's chaos, murder, mayhem, carjackings. She's singing. She's singing. So how could you even say you're a Democrat if you're from Chicago? Unless you got one of those phony contract companies, those cement companies. How you doing? Hey, how you doing? And you get that Jane Byrne contract where you milk it for 17 years. And it's, what, a billion dollars to build an exit ramp? Jane Byrne wasted money, not half as much as her exit ramp. Fred Orland Park. Hey, Fred. All right, Fred. Hey, Sean, is it true? Yeah, go ahead. Sean, is it true that they're going to be issuing bail bond cards similar to American Express cards coming up with Pritzker's and Lightfoot and Fox's face so they don't have to go to jail? They just show it to the officer and he just records it and they just keep on going. I like the way you think because if that comes up, you know what? A lot of Melrose Park Republicans are going to get them just to stay out of jail. I like the way you think, Fred. I hope it catches on. Thank you very much. In fact, I have a, a friend of mine, older man, gentleman, and uh, from time to time he would get arrested. He was an old-time gambler and whatnot. No, he got he got pinched for uh, uh, video games. He had to, I don't, I don't know if he was partaking in. I don't know what the story is. He's sitting in the Husqvarna. Yeah, murderers and may- mayhem running around, guns yesterday. Goes to show you, Jeff and Palatine. Shot. Yeah, you're going to take your radiation medicine, Jeff. If, if uh, you know Vladimir Putin, or if, to, well, hey. uh, you don't want to know. You got to worry now. If General Milley decides to launch a nuke, he may hit Detroit. This stupid son of a gun. Well, you know, in Detroit, there's a gun shop that was, they had a uh, a van driving into it and still a bunch of guns there. Now, yeah. West Detroit. Yeah. But oh, I want to talk about gas Tuesday. rationing. Huh. Remember gas rationing with the car there? Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, I, what, what, is that going to happen next? I think I think that would they would love it. In a way, you don't have to ration gas. When you make it so expensive that a portion of your society is unable to afford it. And then you achieve a twofold agenda for the Democrat mafia fascists. Number one, what you do is 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 placate the society so that they think it's just the economy. It's just inflation. And you achieve your other goal of limiting access and mobility by your citizens, because that is the goal of the Biden regime. They're trying to bankrupt Americans because when you're broke, you're a loyal slave. And take a look at a ghetto. Thank you very much. And you'll vote Democrat. This is the goal. You make it so, you disincentivize the people so much through what they believe is mere happenstance rather than making them aware this is the goal. This is the object of a corrupt gangster government. And then what happens is they all fall in line. And you see that how welfare, reward welfare. There's no, they got $1,300 this month because it's winter and they know energy costs are coming up. And instead of paying the energy companies, they're going to give it to the people so they can go and go to the gambling games that the Republicans own and the pot dispensaries that the Republicans own. And everybody's cut into the action. So when I had Craig tell us about how we're checkmated, we're not checkmated by foreign adversaries. We're checkmated by American corruption american political prostitution we're checkmated by our own representatives who have us just where people to gig wants me 312-642-5600 just one more just one more let me just do one more what do state and local and federal officials need to do differently to prevent future loss of life what the governor's done is pretty remarkable 
Yeah. And that's who should be the next president, because it's going to take somebody pretty remarkable to dig us out of the Biden feudalism. It's going to take somebody pretty remarkable to stand up to a corrupt gangster government from the Federal Reserve to the phony bureaucracies, all led by ideologue scum who like bankrupting Americans. It's going to take somebody pretty remarkable to push back against the failure that this dimwit in diapers has perpetrated on the American people in just two years. That's all it is. It's not It's not even two years since he was sworn in. Two years since he stole an election. 17 months. How are you going to go through another two and a half years of this? What's it going to look like? Just the way the South Koreans, the Soviets, and the Chinese Communist Party paid this short-in-the-pants Irish gangster to make it look. That's how it's going to look. 312-642-5600. He's a jackass. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. This should be, I mean, uh, unbelievable, unbelievable. North Korea is firing missiles just like it was before Donald Trump. Oil prices, just like it was before Donald Trump. Hot spots around the world, American ignorance to the fact we have soldiers from all over this country in multiple countries in Afghanistan. I mean, uh, in Africa, excuse me, not to mention the debacle in the Middle East. Hot spots in Syria, Somalia, Yemen, just like it was before Donald Trump. Strength of foreign corruption, UN, China. Just like it was before Donald Trump. They got you right where they want. And now I understand they have a recruitment problem among the military. Gee, I, I, I wonder why. Turning it into a real live fire. There were no injuries, but South Korea didn't even acknowledge the malfunction until hours after social media. So you cannot believe the government. There were no injuries. You blew up a barracks. That's all for everyone to see. They wouldn't have even admitted it. If it wasn't for social media. Videos showed the huge ball of fire. A local lawmaker blasted the military, saying it had threatened and panicked the local population, which was not given warning or an explanation as to what went wrong. And there in there lies the problem. Hey, Millie. Hey, fatso. You work for me, stupid. I am so sick of the idea that these imbeciles are supposed to be in positions above the people when you're not as good as the lowest one, except for some CPS students. Picture and oil picture, the uh, lack of supply continues to be uh, a significant uh, challenge. The lack of supply that didn't exist 17 months ago. This is the ramifications of electing a dementia political whore. Like Joe Biden. This is the ramifications of having a Democrat anywhere. Crime scene investigators have been collecting evidence throughout the day. It just kind of feels really surreal 
to have to be this close to something like this. Shell casings litter the street and sidewalk in front of the Harlem Smoke Shop on Lenox Avenue. Police say the former detective, now an investigative consultant. Philadelphia, Chicago, New Jersey. Pick a Democrat sewer. Pick one. Another attack in the subway. This time, a 31-year-old was stabbed after an argument. It happened around 11 Tuesday night. Police say here on the mezzanine level. Near but the what sh- I like about these Democrat sewers, you get the representation you deserve. You get it when you see that freak show, Lori Lightfoot, dancing as the city of Chicago is collapsing. When you see the fat, butter-handed trust fund baby celebrating his birthday in Wisconsin, stuffing cheeseburgers in his face like they were potato chips. You get the kind of representation you deserve when you see the gargoyle, one of the most offensive-looking human beings on the planet, representing New York, which is imploding in chaos. Violence is bad, reprehensible, should be condemned, but it is not the overwhelming picture in New York. Senator, any reaction to the crime crisis in America? Crime is up, sir. There's a crisis. You have any reaction? You're a leader. I, I would think. To give you an idea of just how many businesses have pulled out of this area, take a look over my shoulder here. This big space used to be the container store. That's now gone. Take a look across the street where the glass is, the glass doors. That used to be Aldo Shoes. That's gone. Right next door used to be the Gap. That is gone. Right next door to that, Banana Republic. That is gone. And now the latest to pull out of this area, right across the street where the green boarding is, that was Zara. All of these businesses and more pulling out making this shopping area here on the Upper East Side pretty much a wasteland. And if she doesn't say the Upper East Side, that fits any Democrat sewer in this country. Have you had enough or are you thirsty for more Democrat success? Morons. Chuck and Dullivan. Hey, uh, I got a kid on my job site. He's a uh, military National Guard, Wisconsin. They're throwing him out because he didn't take the jab. Uh, Good. So he's getting probably saved his week. life. He'd have died in some yeah. third world hellhole that, that that bribed the Biden family with cobalt. I, I, I'm calling because I'm having some problems with PBS. Uh, both of the candidates won't debate me. And then I painted up my truck and it said, this holiday on the 4th of July, this holiday was made by citizens with guns. And I, I also had a shirt on when I gave my speech for PBS. And I had a shirt that says, we the people, not Nancy Pelosi. And they said they're not going to post it. And that they said that uh, they, they're, uh, they're going to post the other guys, but they won't, they'll make it look like I'm non-existent just you, because of my belief. Well, you have, you have a good chance of winning anyway. Because the people of Wisconsin, you have a good chance of winning anyway. The people of Wisconsin aren't as mentally corrupted as the people of Illinois. That being said, I mean, you've got, a, you've got an admitted socialist. That millions of American soldiers have been sent around the world to fight the ideology of fascism, socialism, Marxism. You've got Mandela Barnes, who admits to being one. So the real election is, if Mandela Barnes wins, you're going to lose. If these Democrat, Soviet, Marxist, mafia scum start losing, you could win. And by the way, I think that's a, that's a great thing, because you, know, you, should, you should take a look at one of your family pictures and then ask if you would debate you. You know what I mean? Thank you very much. 312-642-5600. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. 
From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. When the autopsy of America is done, what they decide was the changing point that forever changed the principles of America will definitely be COVID. COVID did to this country what no foreign enemy could have done. It changed the principles of it. It destroyed the ideals of freedom and liberty and normalized fascism. My next guest has quite the career. He's an executive consultant with more than 25 years of experience with numerous Fortune 500 companies and also presidential campaigns. He's also a chief data analyst and founder of RationalGround.com. He's worked with politicians from Governor Ron DeSantis to Dr. Scott Atlas and Dr. Jay Bhattacharya. His name is Justin Hart. His new book, Gone Viral, How COVID Drove the World Insane. Hi, Justin. How are you? Sean, great to be with you today. Justin, this is something that um, I was flipping out about, and I'm going to tell you the truth. The minute they said I had to cover my lovely face, I don't cover my face. And I know I'm not going to continue to put something on it that is contaminated with all of the dirt and grime that is find flowing through the air here in the Chicagoland area. So as I saw that become normal and I saw obese, disgusting people start to yell at people who were in shape and took care of themselves. I said, this is the end of this is the beginning of the end. You know, you're, you're absolutely right. Imagine that the, the key, as we say, comorbidities, the, the ailments that you might have that would tend to say that you're going to have a bout with COVID are a lack of vitamin D and obesity. And, and so whose idea was it to shut us inside our houses for six months outside of the sun, eating takeout until we get fat, right? I don't know about you, but I put on my COVID-19, right? I've got to sort of take that off going to the gym. But you're absolutely right. Uh, All of the measures that were implemented during the pandemic were terrible. Uh, They were unfounded. And looking back in hindsight, they made things exacerbatingly worse for almost every demographic here in America and across the world. And really, a lot of people can call out their own stories. I hope folks who you listening will write those down and share those because, really, we have to capture this for posterity. You are right. It is a historical pivoting point. Justin, just from your resume, I don't know you. I've never met you, but I could tell the kind of person you are from the book you, you, you wrote and from uh, the people you've worked with and everything you've done in your career. And I say this lovingly, so please take it in the correct way. My mother was like this. And what I mean by that is you start off from the premise, I think the other person has good intentions. I do not suffer that quality. And I'll tell you what I mean. The minute it happened, I saw it for what it was, a subversion of my unalienable independence and freedom and liberty. And it has continued to be so. So much so that I have the most obvious corrupt political whore in government running this country into the ground And that leads me to come to the conclusion, this did exactly what it intended to do. It was not a pandemic. 
It was a pandemic. It explains everything from the research and development from Pfizer going into Wuhan in 2009 to Peter Desek's bagman company from our own government to fund the, the, the creation. That's how I see it. And I came to that conclusion, not because I believe in somebody else's. I did my own research. When I saw that Pfizer opened up an R&D lab in Wuhan, game over, because they've made a trillion dollars through this. Well, your, your thesis is not unfounded. Uh, when we look back now, and they're saying the quiet parts out loud, you know, 20 years ago, you and I might have been sort of marginalized by talking about some vast conspiracy. This Oh, did we lose my guy? We do see this as a test case to see what sort of uh, cumbrance we will actually endure. Uh, the WEF, World Economic Forum, indicated just last week they see our response to COVID across the world as a great test case for what they can get away with. And it's true. Uh, I would say, look, we're adults. Things happen to us politically. Things happen to us in life. We're going to deal with them. My big issue came when they came after my kids, right? When they started masking up two- and three-year-olds and really impacting years that they can never get back. My kid's going to have to go through voice therapy now, a speech therapy. I have, I have kids who lost the last two years of high school. I have eight kids, Sean. And so I had a span of seeing exactly what impact this had on them, and it was not small. And that's part of what led me to write this book, which is understanding, one, we have to bust the myth so that people understand how do you talk to the people that are still masking up, that are still wanting to do this to you, and then two, how do we make sure this never happens again? Justin, that's the real question. Because once you give away your sovereignty, once you give away your liberty to a corrupt entity that has been bribed to rule over you with misinformation and paid-for manipulated data, you cannot get it back that I can come to without separation. And what I mean by that is I think that is the equivalent of the tariffs of abomination in, the, in, in, in this country. I think that the beginning of, of, of what COVID was and what it did and where the evidence is leading to the corruption within our government, which is supposed to be a representative republic, and now the destruction of credibility of all bureaucracies across the board. You can only come to a conclusion that, A, you're either going to turn into some European socialist Soviet light, or B, there will be a reckoning in the future. And I'm curious if you've given that thought. I have, and I, I think this reckoning is going to come. Now, hopefully there is a turning point here in the next few weeks. If there is a changing of the guard, we need to hold the next uh, level of people accountable so that we have hearings. Now, I have it on good authority that should the Republicans take over here in November, they will start hearings next year. We've already started prepping documentation for what we want to see, for the accountability, for exposing exactly what's going on. There is no downside to having these hearings. And so I hope that will be the first sort of uh, shot back across the bow uh, because we've taken it on the chin. And I think you're right. Unfortunately, the vast majority of Americans really sat down, uh, sat back and watched their rights being washed away. That's unfortunate. We walk through that in the book. And we talk about historically how that's happened again and again, whether it was San Francisco in 1918 or whether it was 
Milan, Italy in the 1600s during a real play, the actual play. And so those things um, we have to look and make sure that we're standing athwart history and saying, stop, stop this now. The reaction by the government was the anti-enlightenment. So when you, you talk about these countries, all of us come from these socialist, corrupt oligarch-run countries. That was the beauty and the principles of this country. I was not going to be subjected to this kind of corruption and tyranny. However, we are living in an America today where right now as we speak, people are losing their jobs for refusing to put an untested, obvious failure into their body that we still don't know what it does except what we do know. Bell's palsy, Jimmy leg, and all kinds of problems. So, if we can't come to an agreement in this country based on my unalienable rights that the most corrupt people among us don't get to tell me jack about what goes into my body, how are we going to win uh, nuanced arguments about any other points of freedom and righteousness? That's that. Sean, you're absolutely right. Now, look, we, I think, are winning the day in that more and more people are coming to what we call team reality, the understanding that the risk profile that was put out there was nonsense and that the vast majority of people here in the United States were at no significant risk of COVID. The understanding that closing schools was a complete disaster. Lockdowns is why we find ourselves in this financial morass right now. All of that, we hope, comes to bear, and we welcome people as they convert over to our side. But we even have people like commentators on CNN who have finally admitted that masks were nothing but facial decorations. Welcome them to our side. We're glad you're converts. But like you said, we need to make sure they never have a single ounce of influence in public policy going forward. I, I, I think I'm older than you, and my kids are older. But I want to I want to preface this with the idea that um, teachers would start recommending medication to kids is unbelievable to me. I experienced it just briefly and I squashed it as they tried to talk about when my kids were in school. It was the ADD, the ADHD and the riddle, you know, and all that. I said, are you out of your mind? I'm not putting anything in my kid's body. I pay you. To, to teach. If you can't do it, it's your failure, not the kids. However, we're way past that now. And now we've got this experimental drug being hoisted upon our children as young as five months. The kids that you mentioned that lost their two years of high school, that were affected in that very important seventh and eighth grade, all now normalized to be on antidepressants. When you look at, the, at who won, it is clearly the pharmaceutical complex corrupt as it is, bribing NIH, bribing EP, or, uh, um, what's their, their, their body where they work, hand in glove, they, they work in the government, then they go work for, for Big Pharma, uh, not EPA, the other one. The CDC, CDC and, the, and, 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 and NIH and everything. Yes. Yeah. I mean, this, is, this, is a, this is a, I'm from Chicago, this is a pay-to-play patronage scheme. This is obviously bribery, and it won. And now kids as young as your youngest, all the way up to my oldest, are facing all of this kind of fascism. How do we pull that back? Because it's normal now to have some 400-pound union teacher tell parents what their kids should put in their body. How do you ever get that back? Look, it's going to take a lot of work. There is so much cleanup to do. Uh, When, unfortunately, the powers that be, even under President Trump, 
uh, allowed the government to get shut down for two weeks and then for 40 days. And then they gave all the powers down to the states to do the same, which gave the powers down to 3,200 counties, which gave the powers to 13,000 school districts. Uh, We are screwed because we have absolutely on that county level and that school level, very, very little recourse to pull those people out from under their guise. Uh, No one has been able to, for example, try to fire their local county health director, let alone Dr. Fauci. Even President Trump couldn't get him out of the office. He admitted that it was really difficult. And so we need to to basically do some major cleanup and put some stop gaps in here. Uh, Something just very simple as like a patient's bill of rights, where if my grandpa is dying in the hospital, I get to see him. You don't get to keep me from him. Right? Yeah. Those are things that many Americans experience. And then when your kids are, are at school and you realize that their chance of dying of COVID, as we say in the book, is literally 100,000 times lower than the average age of death of COVID, 80 years old. And, and so it's just very difficult to make the, 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 the pure benefits. And remember, Sean, the first people to call and raise alarms for this in the medical industry were the oncologists, the cancer doctors who in April and May raised the bell and said, either COVID has cured cancer or something else is happening altogether because we are we are diagnosing half as many cancers as we typically would in the spring of 2019. And the reason why is because people were too scared. They put you know, fear into people, and now we're stage three and stage four cancers, Sean, everywhere. You know what else is, is, is really something to watch from a disgusting platform is how censorship how how um, the way in which government has a, a government-approved opinion when it comes to the talk of the obvious failure in this so-called vaccine, which is clearly an experiment. And now it, we have to turn to Europe, where doctors and patients are suing pharmaceutical companies. And we have a massive uptick in unexplained death. And these are the same people who get, the, who get COVID over and over and over again. And yet... The data on the, the death of COVID shows that 80 percent, if, if I'm not mistaken, I, it's either 80 or more of the people that died and were hospitalized were clinically obese. Has there, yeah, that, that, is there validation in the fact and the autopsy of what exactly happened? Well, this is going to be the curious case. They're actually keeping a lot of the autopsy data from us. Uh, my colleagues and I had the chance to review in the summer of 2020 800 death certificates from people that have supposedly died of COVID. And we found at least 30% of those, a third of those, at the very least, should never have had COVID on their death certificate. We had an 86-year-old woman who died falling off a ladder, broken femur, tested positive for COVID, COVID death, right? And, and these things went on and on like that. And it's really frustrating to see the, the numbers when they put up a million deaths from COVID and you realize a lot of that is just lies manipulation of data and, and we need basically to clean house on the thing i'm a data guy and that's really what i got know into this and, and you know that was my whole premise is i don't usually insert myself into someone else's domain but sean they had no problem inserting themselves into myself my my kids life my church my business my my gym and so i said i'm going to take a minute and check your math when we checked the math we realized they were so far off and that they continued to just press towards the worst-case scenario for fear-mongering, and that came out of their own mouths. Justin, um, you know, and then when you look into the fact that the government was paying them for diagnosis, 
paying them to put people on ventilators, paying for ICU units. You see why they let so many people just go grunted out in the parking lot as doctors who were sworn to help you pretty much didn't even tell you about the other options other than the vaccine as they made the world wait and suffer rather than giving you just basic medical advice. It's really something that I saw sickening. But here's what I'm going to ask you. What I also saw is the reaction I had where I was not going to tolerate to be a a slave in a very fascistic state. So I preemptively moved to Florida. That happened with over 700,000 people over those two, two years, primarily those people from Democrat corrupt run hellholes like Illinois and New York and California, by the way. As you see, those states become very strong in the principles of Americanism. And I'm just giving you Florida because I sell real estate there. Little plug. But as you see this happen across 27 states, isn't that almost what we need is for good people to flee bad, corrupt states, go to good states and shore up the principles and then have the broader discussion of the nation? I think that's the competitive nature of what our founders intended. Now, I'm here in San Diego. I'm in the belly of the beast in many ways. Yes, you are. I'm a native California. I go back three generations. My wife goes back here to the 1800s. It is really tough to leave California for a lot of reasons. But I will tell you, we're fighting the fight, and we're winning converts in this regard. I'm not giving up yet to try to... uh, basically go to camp. I would love to go to Florida, but right now I'm still fighting this fight. We'll see where it ends up, but your suggestion is not unfounded, and I may find myself there with you. Well, Justin, you call Liberty Real Estate Services. I named it after my favorite thing, Liberty. Now, the other thing I want to tell people is your book is called Gone Viral, How COVID Drove the World Insane. I can't think of a better title as when I'm in Florida. It's a different world. I come back to Chicago. Now, I know Chicago has that B.O. of Democrat corruption and failure. You'd be amazed how many people are still driving around with masks on their face inside their car all by themselves. Right. And they, they're pretty much admitting that they're a slave. I find it to be nauseating, but I think we got to get your kids out of there. Bring them to South Florida. Right. You're more than welcome. Fair enough. And I will tell you this. Newsom's in-laws live a quarter mile from me. I find that funny. <laughs> California is so bad, the, the in-laws of the governor had to leave. In the meantime, everybody go out, gone viral, how COVID, COVID drove the world insane. I so appreciate you writing this, and I appreciate the data you put into it and the fight for your eight kids. Thank you so much. Thanks, Sean. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. AM 560. The answer. Wear your mask. Take your how do you think Pritzker's uh, getting ready for the debate and defending his miserable record over a state that people are fleeing as if it was on fire? Do you think he's going to go with the Smith and Walensky filet burgers or cream puffs? No matter how bad inflation gets, ladies and gentlemen, just imagine you're still better off than picking up the tab for that fat slob. Get in my belly! Exactly. Come on! Barry Rockford. Hi, Sean. Hi, Barry. How you doing? Wonderful. I have to say, after tuning into your show, I always feel better. You're a good man. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. All right. This story is about Joe Biden. It's an absolutely true story. I got the story from two people that were actually Ah, there. see, it's hearsay now because you said you got it from two people. I thought maybe you were in the room. You were part of the Irish yeah, mafia, would, and you okay, were going to get well, Mubalachi. No? 
Well, this is part of the Irish thing. Now, I grew up in central New York, and if you know anything about central New York, it's a Democrat hellhole. Yes. And at the time, 1972, one of the most powerful mayors in the country by the name of Paul Lattimore. All right. And he was mayor in the 60s and the 70s. And that's when progressivism, the politics, really took off. Well, Joe Biden was a student at Syracuse University, as you know. Uh-huh. Well, Paul Adam, one of his children got married. There was a reception at a place called the Springside Inn, mm-hmm. right across, right on the lake, the Wasco Lake. Okay. Well, he was partaking in spirits and, you know, alcohol and all. He got drunk. All right. He crashed his car into a ditch. And Did a pregnant woman drown? Because even that doesn't take down a Democrat. No, nobody mm-hmm. drowned, but he was he was running at the time for state senator. Yeah. So I think if that news would have gotten out, he would have probably lost. Barry, you optimist. Yeah. Did you ever read the book, oh, I Hear You I Paint Houses? I was optimistic. Barry, did you ever you know, read, I the, don't see... read the book, I Hear sure. You Paint Houses? It's the book that inspired the movie The Irishman. In that book, they brag about the, remember it was the union corruption with Hoffa. They brag about owning a senator that they put in through all kinds of chicanery. That senator is the Botox diaper wedding freak that is ruining your country. Thank you, Barry. Appreciate the call very much. Teresa, Gold Coast. Hello. Hey, Sean. How are you? I, I, good. How are you? Good, good. Good. Um, I really loved your interview with Justin right now, um, and I'm totally with you. Uh, COVID was planned. I mean, that was it. It was planned to control people, raise taxes, bankrupt people and businesses, raising prices on everything. And as I go down, you know, here's the thing. Take a look at how something turned out and realize that's normally the intention. And as you look at the ramifications from COVID, and as you look at the people who are affected by both COVID and and their so-called vaccine and all of the problems they're in, and you see the kind of medication and the kind of dependence that will exist in this country for two generations because of it, that was the intention. That it did exactly Exactly. what it was supposed to do. And that's, that's the shame of it. Yes, absolutely. I agree. It was planned, and it was planned to line the it evil people's pockets. The pandemic. Not to mention it benefited that freak from Microsoft, who was on, a, on the plane right. to Pedophile Island a lot. Yeah? Yep. Whatever happened with yep, that? Definitely. Oh, the only guy that could tell everybody died. He hung himself. Huh. Like an act of valor. Or murder. Thank you very much, Teresa. Appreciate the call. Thanks, Sean. Thank you. Peter in Chicago. Hello, Sean. Hi, Peter. Great show. Oh, okay, so I I I can I hear all the time the Democratic Party being called socialist, Nazis, communist. Yeah. I escaped communist thirty three years ago. My grandfather was killed in the Holocaust. My father was oh. fighting uh, communist. Number one, socialist. If you're socialist, you're either communist or Nazi. You have they, you have to pick the side. This is like I'm a uh, I'm a Catholic, so I'm Christian, yes, but I'm a Catholic. So 
the, the things that Nazis and communists had in common is, number one, take away the guns so that people cannot defend themselves. Uh, number two, control people. Now, the difference was how they control people. Communists confiscated everything. The businesses, the house you lived in. So you lived in a property that was owned by government. You worked in a business that was owned by government. Yeah. That's how they controlled you. Socialists so Nazis, smarter. Yeah. Well, now, Nazis, they say, well, we will control people different way. We will tell businesses what they need to tell their, their workers. So... If you either Nazi or communist, if you socialist, you either one of them. So our government, the, the government of Biden, is actually, and they're Nazis because they did not directly tell everybody you have to vaccinate yourself. They went to the businesses. You tell your people that they have to get vaccine. Peter, you know what that so is? That's a, backdoor nationalization. And that's actually a brilliant way to regulate collectivism. And I'll never forget when my when my oldest daughter was in grade school and she had a, a, a project. What's the difference between communism and socialism? And I always would tell her they're branches of the same tree of collectivism. They're branches of fascism. And this is something that people get marked. And then you throw in Marxism, which is the phony virtue of utopia that can only come at the destruction of 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 individuals. And, you know, this is the soiree we're in, Peter. But the sad part is you understand it because you lived it. These kids who are demanding it, they think it's an answer rather than a destruction. They have no. Now, the very interesting thing. Who was the first person offering the free kindergarten uh, to the parents? The first person. That's, this is why I've argued for, for, for as long Who as I it? figured it out. Who was it? Who oh, it gave was a- the free daycare for families so mothers and fathers could go to work? Who was it? Well, you're going to say Barack Obama, but I think you could go f- no, way Hitler. further. No, Hitler. All right. Hitler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hitler was the first. So if you go back in the history, before World War II, when Austria had high crime, bad economy, and they asked Hitler to take over the Austria, the first thing that Hitler did, he told Austrians, there's too many guns. We don't know who are the good people, who are the bad people. The good people have to give back the gun. So now we know whoever has a gun is a bad person. And you know what's funny, Peter, as you're talking, wasn't Hitler also the beginning of the environmental movement as well? Yes. Uh So now in the second thing uh, they say, he said, well, to improve the economy so mothers and fathers can go to work. The government will offer free daycare. Yep. And why they offer free daycare? Because they brainwashed those kids. So they, they took away the kids, the little kids, from mothers and fathers yeah. for the eight hours a day, and they brainwashed them. So when you look at those videos of those little five-years-olds, four-years-olds, with their hands up, yep. And Biden and the Democrats are doing exactly the same thing. Look you at it, want look at the brainwash in, the little kid. Look at the pictures in the American grade schools on Earth Day. That'll scare you. You know what, Peter? I love the call. 
I absolutely love it. Hang on, we're going to give you a shirt. Hang on. Love the call. And he's exactly correct. And it's really why I've always been against government schools. Always. Government-funded anything. These are all things that can be delivered through private ventures. Not to mention, there is no good excuse for socialism, as 80% of your property taxes goes to pay a Chicago teachers' union that delivers a 30% ability to read rate among their kids, let alone math. And if you spread it out to the teachers' union to far-distant suburbs, you're talking single digits. That's in the Wall Street Journal, thanks to the Illinois Policy Institute, I believe, yesterday. Check out the article for yourself. I highly, highly recommend it. Kevin, Austin, Texas. Sean, how are you? Splendid. How are you? What are you doing? You ordering pizza? Oh, I'm fantabulous. Right, listening good. to you, and I think of you as the, uh, you know, the self-proclaimed Viking. Although I think you admitted that you're really just Scotch Irish. Anyhow, that no, I'm Norwegian and Italian, but I, my grandmother oh, was I a liar. She had a little bit of Ulster Scott in her. But go ahead. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So Scotch Irish. It's funny how the price of freedom, as you know, is eternal vigilance, right? Mm-hmm. And Dwight D. Eisenhower once said, "If all of it, if all that, if all that Americans want is security, they can go to prison." They'll have enough to eat, a yeah. bed, a roof on their heads. Yeah. But if America wants to preserve his dignity and his equality as a human being, he must now bow. He must not bow his neck to any dictatorial government. Yeah. It's Eisenhower, and this is a guy who fought communists, you know, firsthand. Now, and who warned us is, against you know, our own you, corruption in the military-industrial complex. Yeah. Not, only, not only the military-industrial complex, but also all the, uh, if you look at it, the education system on who funds grants for. Uh, for uh, research and stuff like that. That being said, with the Vikings thing, I think of you as like with the eternal vigilance, you're up in the uh, crow's nest of the ship, right? And everybody else is out kind of, you know, looking around. You're like, yeah. you got to watch out for this. you got to watch out for that. we gotta, we got a Northeastern coming in from, or Northwestern, whatever yeah. they call it, for coming from over here. And the thing is, everybody else has got to get out and go to the Viking sink again, grab yours and start rowing. You do that by getting involved. In a Republican uh, Republican campaign, find out what it is, volunteer, get a yard sign, do yep. something. Yep. And I want to say this just for the record. Ask any girl yep. or doctor that's ever seen me naked. I am not Irish. 312-642-5600. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM 560, The Answer. AM 560, The Answer. I don't know, Squirrel. Who do you think is worth? What's his name? Abe? What's his name? Hochstein? Is it Abe? Amos. Amos Hochstein. Amos Hochstein, Ukrainian oil magnate, Biden energy czar, or the incompetent, moronic Deese? Um, we're going to have to see um, the actual impact of this. Um, and I think it's, uh, I wouldn't, uh, you know, um, I wouldn't speculate no idea, moron. I wonder if his brother was the one that fired the missile into the barracks. Oops! Incoming! Tom, Blue Island. Hey, Sean, I got two things for you. First, I don't know, Kevin's got, Kevin's from Austin, Texas, has to be around our age. That guy, he either never saw Schoolhouse Rock when we were kids, <laughs> or, else, or else he's the executive. I think he, I think he was the producer on the, on the, on the, Schoolhouse Rock 2 that never really took off in the 90s. I could be wrong, but go ahead. (laughs) 
My other thing is great interview with Justin Hart. If I remember correctly, at last year's Freedom Summit, he was on stage with uh, Phil Kirpin and Jessica slash Emma Woodhouse. Oh, really? And that was a great conversation. And the one thing I would just say you guys didn't cover, we have to know where the virus came from, where it started, and if it was natural or if it, you know if it was organic and the political behind it, because I'm a bit of a conspiracy theorist, no, and I not, really I believe it was that. started to win the election. I hate that phrase. You're not a conspiracy theorist. You're following the crumbs. And my favorite thing about last year's um, Freedom Summit, I didn't get to see it because I was um, emceeing or hosting with uh, Alan West and Ted Cruz. And Alan West is a wonderful guy, you know, and very gracious and. I was sitting there, and uh, my wife was coming. I go, oh, my wife's coming. He goes, well, which one is she? I said, the one that looks sexually satisfying. We found that to be very funny. Uh, Mitchell, this plane's. Uh, first of all, Sharon, keep in mind this. Okay, Pfizer comes out with Paxlovid. Okay, Paxlovid is ivermectin, because you know why? Yeah. Because you can't, once ivermectin went generic, they can't make any money off of it. So uh, Bobby Kenny, one of his sons, not a big fan of Bobby Kenny, but one of his sons came out the truth about uh, Tony Fauci. Yeah, the CIA I, read, I read his book. Produced documentation, right, yeah, this book. He produced documentation from the CIA, because he had lots of experience working with the CIA, you know, the Kennedys, and he said that basically ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine with um, the Z-Pak actually had efficacy, okay? So what they did was they reverse engineered. So they came out with obviously their vaccine. They wanted to shut it down. Well, they basically wanted to seal the, the actual uh, event for 75 Mitchell, years. I went, how- Mitchell, I went long. I am sorry, but sorry. Tom in Deer Park. Sean, hey, I just saw that Cranes reported that, again, it will now be published in Dan's newspaper, Screw Paddock. But I'm just wondering if you'll be the first guy to have a column in there with a byline. I could could have a column in there about the scum never-Trumpers, and then we'll put your picture in it. 312-642-5600. Why do you think they listen to the show? Go listen to NPR, you traitor. I'll be back. Dumbass! From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. The prettiest state, not only in the country, in the world. California, California dream. Inspiring people from around the world to go in search of a better life. And look at what has happened in a few short years. It is so bad. Gavin Newsom's in-laws live in Florida, a quarter mile from me. That's how bad California is. So if you're not insanely rich, it is clearly not the place to be. I wanted to bring on an expert, somebody who has watched it from the inside, Lawrence McQuillan. He is the author of California Dreaming. He's also a senior fellow and director for the Center of Entrepreneurial Innovation at Independent Institute. He has a new piece, California, Land of Wildfires, Blackouts, and Gavin Newsom, The Golden State Becomes a Hellscape. Lawrence, thank you so much for joining me. How are you? 
I'm doing well, Sean. Great to be with you. You know, all of my life, I wanted to be in the movie business. I really did. I grew up with a mother who had a grandfather who went to California in the 40s and only went there to visit. And my father joined the Marine Corps, 1958, stationed in California. They loved it. It was a place to, could, you know, anything could be possible. It's almost astonishing to see the despotism and the chaos and the feudalism, the homelessness, the drug addiction. I mean, it's, un- it's unbelievable. Yeah, it really is. I mean, that era that you just mentioned, I mean, California was known for the best schools in America, the best freeway system, um, great parks, natural beauty, um, easy places to build. You could build, you know, construction of homes. Um, but all that's changed. I mean, it's a progressive fantasy land at this point where every uh, crazy idea that can be invented by somebody is actually taken seriously and implemented into legislation. And as you mentioned, I mean, as a result, I mean, homelessness is out of control in California. It's housing costs are sky high. Um, they keep going higher. We set new records virtually every month. And, uh, you know, it's nearly impossible to build anything. And, um, and it's also impossible to do just sensible forest management in California to reduce the fire risk in the state. So, um, you know, for just doing reasonable things, it's become impossible and it's been captured by all of these progressive groups that basically are using it as their own Petri dish to try out all of these insane ideas. And you know what's aggravating, Lawrence, is what we were talking about when we go back and we reminisce about what California was up until a couple of decades ago was the highest quality of life. I mean, that's really the beauty of California. It delivered to you the highest quality of life before it committed political suicide. And that's really what happened. This is suicide of that quality of life. And instead of correcting it, you're doubling down on stupid. You're creating a drought for a silverfish that, by the way, you just assume would be extinct. You have no knowledge of what is actually in the ocean. And you've also committed a climate where we know how to prevent these very fires. And not only that, the vast majority are committed arsonists that have done it. And that information gets squashed from the rest of the world, as I believe it's the last seven fires were set by man, either intentional or or unintentional by the electric company. I think burned 30,000 acres. I mean, it's the politics is politics. The only arena in which failure breeds more failure and more power and more money. Right. Well, yeah, in California, the more you fail, especially if you look at like homelessness uh, groups, uh, organizations that claim to be helping the homeless, you know, the bigger the problem becomes, the bigger their budgets get over time. So they actually succeed by failing. You know, they get more right. money by failing. And, that, and that's really across the board with all of these socialist schemes that are played out in California. You know, the more you fail, the bigger your budget gets. And, and nobody's ever held responsible or accountable for the problem. And there's no scandal that can bring it down. There's no, there's no offense. There's no failure offensive enough. There's nothing that will change the trajectory of the pseudo-intellectual fascist as he is the catalyst for the separation of society. As you mentioned, housing goes up and yet more and more people continue to, to, to either go homeless or buy investment properties and move out. 
what is the answer? It's it's an interesting scheme that California has. Most people don't realize about the property tax benefits, which is why you have so many older people who pay next to nothing and so many new people who pay astronomical taxation. Why don't you let the people of Chicago know exactly how that started out as a good idea and has led to really terrible policy in the freezing of taxes, depending on the year you buy it, if I'm not mistaken, right? Right, yeah. There is a lot what what's called home lock out here in California where you have a lot of older people who are living in really big houses that, you know, were made sense when they bought them when they had children, but no longer really makes sense. But they don't move because of, uh, you know, the property taxes that they'd have to pay if they sold the house and they moved elsewhere because the taxes are kind of, they're set at the time you buy the house and then they can only go up by a very small uh, percentage every year. So they price um, so fix taxation, it, but in, in essence, what they do is they create a housing crisis because people who are living yeah, on a fixed budget would rather live in a four bedroom house, even though it's one of them, than sell and go to a condo that's a tenth of the side with 50 times the taxes. It's 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 really almost as if they planned how to create a housing crisis. Right. Yeah. And if you try to build, I mean, forget it in California, there's so many uh, impediments from environmental laws to zoning regulations, to building codes, to uh, development impact fees that you have to pay. Sometimes they're as high as one hundred to $200,000 per new home. Just a, just an impact fee that you have to pay the local government. Um, it's basically just a shakedown racket. Um, so it's impossible, really, to build your way out of this problem in California. Uh, and as a result, I mean, the home prices just keep going up. And as we mentioned, you know, the older people have lived there for 30, 40 years, don't want to sell because they're facing enormous property tax increase uh, if they do. And Lawrence, this has to be the intention with so many of the other policies, such as the energy policy. You have an oligarch system in California. The rich people are always going to be rich. The people who aspire to be rich can never get there because of the massive failure in taxation and cost in order to just live. Why don't you let some of the audience know the ridiculousness in the energy policy, which should have went by the wayside after Enron would collapsed. Instead, the government took over that scheme of control, did they not? Right. Well, we're doing a paper right now on why California gas prices are year after year higher than any other state, you know, what all the factors are. I mean, some of it's taxation, but some of it's the kind of penalties that we impose on ourselves, like requiring unique uh, blends of gas. Um, due to environmental regulations that are much more expensive. And therefore, you can't just go out on the market and buy gas anywhere uh, across the country and, and bring it into California. You have to have kind of what, what is called boutique refineries in California that create this special blend for California. So we do all of these things where we shoot ourselves in the foot, uh, make life so much harder for middle America, middle income folks in California um, and as a result, I mean, we've seen a lot of people leave the state from 2010 to 2020, for example, there was an outflow of 6 million people out of California. Now there were, you know, people that came in, but there's been a net decline in the population of California for the first time ever. And a lot of it's just middle income people that are fed up with how expensive it is, but also all the rules and regulations during COVID in terms of school closures. Uh, a lot of people left for other states just to allow their kids to reenter schools again. Um, so there's just, I think, this heavy-handedness and starting to 
to um, be too much for a lot of regular folk, as well as people like, you know, Joe Rogan and, and uh, Ben Shapiro have left California as well. And, and a lot of techies, too, have gone to Austin and Florida, for example. Yeah. The crypto community has left California. So believe it or not, though, we are starting to see a, a revolt in terms of, you know, people are voting with their feet and depopulating the state. And, and what we're going to be left with is an is a extremely wealthy class at the very top and then a very poor, many times basically immigrant class at the bottom that comes across the border that serves the wealthy people. But it, the middle is going to be hollowed out. I'm, I'm curious because, you know, you had ideologues. However, you had ideologues that rejected corruption. You have a system of government in California that it almost mimics Washington, D.C., the oligarch system. You have the systemic corruption that is inbreded in families like the Pelosi's and the Newsom's. They're actually a relation there. And then you have the legacy wealth of oligarch of the Hearst family, which is also a relative of Newsom. Does this irritate the people who are forced into homelessness and suffrage under this kind of systemic political corruption? Or do they simply, like Chicagoans, they start to want in on that mafia? What do you see happening in California? Well, the thing thing about California, though, is that the payments to homeless people, for example, in San Francisco, if you live there just one month of residency, you can qualify for monthly payments of $968 a a month in terms of food and general assistance. So California is becoming a magnet for homeless people to come there from all around America. And that's what we're seeing. Um, you know, the streets and neighborhoods are just being overrun in San Francisco with homeless people. So it's, it's, it's this weird blend of, you know, extremely wealthy people, especially, you know, kind of this old wealth that's politically connected, like you just mentioned, but also then, the, this magnet effect of, of very much down and out people who are facing years of untreated trauma that manifests themselves through drug and alcohol addictions and mental illness. And, and then you have this influx of immigrants from the South that are coming through across the border um, that kind of cater to the wealthy people in California, provide the services to them. I mean, um, but kind of the middle, the middle structure of the state is, is being gutted, and, and those are the people that we see leaving. You know, Lawrence, this is the lure of the welfare wealth. And that's what it is. You know, you see it in every one of these Democrat yeah. corrupt sewers, whether it's my hometown of Chicago, if it's New York, but or California. I mean, think about what you're doing. You know, if you funge out how, mon- how much money people on welfare qualify for if they're in welfare-friendly states, you're talking about the equivalence of sixty and $70,000 of hard-earned, tax-earned money. And it's, it's really something, as you see the acceptability of this, rather than the rejection of it. You know, it's funny, I, I, I really am a person steeped in, in liberty, individual liberty, and with that sense of liberty and freedom comes the freedom to become a scumbag. But instead of penalizing it, we reward it to the quality of a hardworking man. You're never yeah. going to fix it if you keep Absolutely. doing that. And I'm wondering if there's if there's a universal pushback on it. Well, not in California, unfortunately. Um, you know, their, their policy is housing first. Provide a permanent uh, house for every homeless person in California. That is literally the state policy and also local and county governments. And, I mean, it's a fool's errand to think you're going to put a roof over the head of every homeless person when it costs about 
$750,000 just to build one, quote, affordable <laughs> unit in California. Um, I mean, come on, Lawrence. house 20,000 people. Yes, yeah, $15 billion right there. I mean, it's not going to happen. But that literally is their policy. Rather than confronting the underlying root causes of homelessness and um, trying to get people back on their feet by addressing these underlying causes, they're stood, you know, let's just build them houses. You know, Lawrence, I grew up as a, you know, I'm born in the 60s. I grew up watching Ronald Reagan on uh, Johnny Carson, dreaming of living in California, dreaming of not only the beautiful ambiance and the weather and the natural resources, but of the principle and character of men like the ones I just mentioned. And I was certain it was going to last for 100 years. It really doesn't take long with political Democrat mafia members destroying your quality of life. It's really a lesson to be learned. And here's the good news. You now know a real estate broker in Florida. You all come by me. We shore it up. We just kicked out the idea of affordable housing, and we used San Francisco and California as an example to do so. Lawrence McQuillan, thank you for everything you do. Where can the people check you out? At our website, uh, the Independent Institute website at independent.org. I love it. I love the name of it. I love what you're trying to do, and I hope you save it uh, because I'm going to need a place to stay if, uh, if Florida goes the Democrat way. So we can always play ping pong between bad policies. Thank you so much, Lawrence McQuillan, for coming on. Thank you. Thank you, Sean. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. You can check out any time you like. The best kid. This is, I'm telling you, I fantasize about going into Hollywood. I, was, I went to Columbia, I wrote a movie. I, I fantasize about what a great quality of life. And you just watch the most beautiful state in the country fall into a pit of despair that it cannot climb out of. And instead of rejecting those ideas, that example of failure and corruption, the rest of the country, especially Democrat sewers, adopts it. I'm telling you, kid, I know you're young, but you missed the golden era of America. And it might have been, oh, people talk about the greatest generation. No, 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 no. It was before we allowed these political whores and pimps to destroy the quality of life in this country. Where's Joe Biden, and why are his socks wet? You stupid Mike on the south side. Hey, hey, Sean, uh, you know what? I just uh, canned like uh, 14 jars of vegetable soup, so next time you're at your cigar shop, I'll drop one off. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you very much. I won't yeah, be so here. I'm getting the hell out of here as soon as I could drag my wife by her pigtails back to Florida. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I told your call screener, with freedom and liberty comes great responsibility. And the stupid Americans have interpreted freedom and liberty as license to do whatever they want without any consequences or bearing any responsibility. I'll tell you what I find interesting. I, I, I like that point, but I also think there's another aspect of it. I think a large percentage of Americans found freedom and liberty frightening. Because with it comes failure. So they wanted to use the weapon of entitlement against other people's freedom and liberty. And now they're very, very comfortable stripping it away from their fellow man because they find comfort in their own inadequacies. 
I mean, nothing sums it up than an, than an Illinois Democrat. They're the prime example. They're not interested in in improving their own life, just in destroying the quality of yours. And that's the covetous of communism. And that's what destroys it. Thank you, Mike, so much. And I'm looking forward to the soup. But as we talk about the scum that destroy the quality of life of others, I'm kind of brought to this story of kidnapping in California. I don't know if you're up on it, but it smells of cartel, illegal alien, mafia, murder, and mayhem. An eight-month-old baby. Her parents and her uncle were all found dead after a suspected kidnapping. Uh, Tonight, our worst fears uh, have been confirmed. Uh, We found the four people from the kidnapping, and they are, in fact, deceased. Officials say the bodies of baby Aruhi, her mother, Jasleen Kaur, father, Jasdeep Singh, and uncle, Amandeep Singh, were found in an extremely rural farm area. Now... This leads me to what is commonplace in the hellhole third world sewer of Mexico. Kidnappings, intimidation, murder, mayhem, forced cooperation with the cartels. Every news story did not mention the suspect, but I was able to find one. One news station in California with the bravery to mention the suspect. Breaking news right now, the kidnapping of a family of four in Merced, including an eight-month-old baby. The Merced County Sheriff says that they have a person of interest now in custody. They say the child, the mother, father, and uncle were taken at gunpoint from a business in the Central Valley City. A surveillance photo of a subject making a bank transaction led them to 48-year-old Jesus. Would you cut off the last name? It's Jesus, and you figured out the, the rest of it. Valence footage shows the family was taken against their will in Central California. At 9-11, the back door opens. You'll see the suspect come out, and you'll see the firearm. And then you, it also appears that Jazz Deep and Almond Deep are zip-tied behind their backs. Okay. Now, you want me to believe that just happened spontaneously? He was just going down the street, Jesus, going down the street, and he said, you know what, that looks like a nice family. I mean, zip tie and kidnap and murder him. No, 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 no. I could smell the story. I could smell it. We're going to turn now to more on the warning with Halloween coming up about potentially deadly fentanyl pills that look like candy. Drug officials in New York confiscated 15,000 of the rainbow-colored pills, many hidden inside a Lego box. Stephanie Ramos is back with more. Good morning again. Another ramification of bad policies. This is what it leads to. The destruction of not just a state like a normal Democrat hellhole like Illinois or New York or New Jersey, but the best state in the country. As it becomes commonplace for this kind of corruption, this kind of mayhem, this kind of murder, all in the name of somebody else's benefit, right? I mean, let's take away from all the money except the politically connected to give to the homeless. We'll provide things and it'll solve the problem or will it entice a bigger one? as the only real industry growing is socialism, homelessness, drug addiction, murder, mayhem. That's what the Democrats breed. That's what it leads to. So when you're voting in Wisconsin for a communist like Mandela Barnes, take a look at some of the hellholes around you. And if that doesn't convince you enough, take a look at the philosophy 
Mandela Barnes subscribes to. Oh, do we have candidates who, who are Democratic Socialists going too far and that's somehow going to uh, keep Trump and uh, not Paul Ryan himself, but a right wing Congress in the saddle? By the way, I had to go to 2018 because the media mafia is covering up for Mandela Barnes now like they are Fetterman, like they are Gavin Newsom and every other Democrat mafia member. Well, you have a thought on that? Yeah, I think we're already too far as a society. And I don't mean politically. Uh, and what people see is far left ideology or far left politics is really just to get us back. Uh, to the middle is just to get us back to some uh, ground that's acceptable for people to live their lives. I mean, you know, you look at historic income inequality, you look at uh, the number of people who are uninsured because, you know, their states have totally sabotaged the ACA. I mean, it's a real problem. So to even accept the notion that we're going too far to the left is to dismiss uh, that we are going too far to the bottom already. Go ahead, Wisconsin. I dare you. Put in a communist. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Come on, squirrel. You don't work for Biden. You don't just hit buttons and not know what's going to (laughs) happen. You you know what? One more mistake like this, I'm going to get you a job on a Biden economic team. Uh, Robert Oak Park. Yes, Sean. Thanks again for your intellect. I just want to tell you, uh, things have changed. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm at Mellis Park, oh. Oak Park. I'm in Oak Park right now. Yeah. I, I see all these guys on the corners, this and that. Everything has changed. So, yeah. so, and, and please... Don't lose the cigar store over there because, you know, you're the last vestige. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, Robert. And when you say things are changed, just remember, if you hear firecrackers, serpentine, serpentine. Thank you very much, Robert. Good luck. And the good news is you are still, without knowing you, probably one of the more attractive women in Oak Park. David and Wheaton. Come on, I'm just kidding. David and Wheaton. Hey, Sean. you you ever see a woman in Oak Park, though, Dave? I mean, you could confuse her with a pipe fitter, couldn't you? Oh, 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 I don't want to think about pipe fitting and, and women from Oak Park. Yeah. You know how you go out of um, business? Open up a, a, pedi- uh, a manicure pedicure shop in Oak Park. You go out of business in a hurry. Go ahead. <laughs> you have to use horse tools. Um, <laughs> I, you know, hey, Sean, I'm getting old. The doctor put me on half of Viagra so I don't pee in my shoes. Well, but anyway. I think that's the excuse Biden started using. Now he's up to a dose of a, a bottle a weekend. <laughs> Go ahead. Sean, with your guest, you know, one of the things, you know my background ethnically. I'm, a, I'm all American, but, you know, my grandparents came over from Mexico and all this stuff like that. Right. And one of the things, you know, they say, oh, the immigrants, the Hispanics, they're Mexicans. Mexicans aren't, it's not a racial slur to say someone's a Mexican. They're proud to be Mexican. But, but the thing is, Sean, it, they're not our friends. Uh, Mexico sided with Germany in World War One, and we intercepted the Zimmerman telegraph, and it got us in World War One. They're they're in cahoots with China, that's giving them fentanyl, and the Mexicans are giving it to us. And they're, you know and, what? Well, the one thing is for sure. I, I was I was reviewing some of the cartel control of Mexico. It's really astonishing when you see El Chapo's kids, how they took over the Sinaloa cartel, how after Mexico pretended to arrest him, the mayhem that transpired took four hours before the Mexican government released him. And you see there's a takeover within the Sinaloa cartel of the new generation cartel, which controls all of the ports. And you see that that, that government is existing in the, in the same way the Chicago Democrat mafia exists in conjunction with 
running protection for, which is why they continue to strengthen their hold rather than the good people break it. And that's a problem. And, you know, I'll never forget, I was trading the peso in 94 when the peso collapsed. Prince Elwidi, the inbred Saudi prince, the one that blinks all the time, as I call him Prince Blinky, he is the money in Citibank. Citibank had a major, major stake in the peso. As the peso collapses in 94, the next day the peso rallies because Bill Clinton had been bribed, I think they call it, or, oh no, campaign contributed, so that the American government actually bailed out the peso in 94, and ever since then props it up. Mexico doesn't exist without American charity and welfare. It doesn't exist without a, a poor open border so that the, the cartels that are really in control of Mexico have nothing but profit and no recession. It doesn't exist Sean, without the bad policies of the Democrats in America. Go ahead. Sean, do you remember Bill O'Reilly was saying that they told Trump to send in uh, special forces to take out the cartels because yep. international law permits it, and Trump didn't do it. And that, that's one of the things he's soft on Mexico. And uh, I hope we go back to what Eisenhower did with the uh, I'll call it Operation Wet Vac. But you know what I'm saying. Yeah, when you see and, when you, well, when you see National Guardmen from Wisconsin, from Ohio, from Nevada be sent to the Horn of Africa. It would make a lot more sense to send them to clean up the cartels in Mexico. But then we disrupt the drug flow here in Chicago. We don't want to do that. Come on, Dave. Let's not get too ahead of ourselves. Not to mention, I really miss the days of when you could have fun with the nuances and the difference between cultures. I miss the days when Cheech and Chong were accepted, not on just murals and hot dog stands on 26th in uh, Little Village, Chicago, but in general. After all, I love the wisdom of a good Cheech and Chong song. Come on, squirrel. Get those little fingers going. All right, never mind. He can't get the squirrels working. Give me uh, Trish in her car. Timing is everything, squirrel. You are going to go back to Portillo's line soon. Hi, Trish. Hey, Sean. So um, I lived in Cook County for 50 years, and now I'm in Wisconsin. And I see which way the wind is blowing. We have here, there, it's half and half. We don't have the numbers. We have every election in Milwaukee making that 3 a.m. drop. Um, it's just sickening. There's a lot of good people. Um, local politics is very important for me. And I just, I actually think the whole country is going to implode. So, well, it will. Re- now, Trish, it, it- only the Democrat areas will. The Republicans are going to be short up. Good people are moving. This is something you've seen over the last couple of years. It's something when you're when you're in a state and you see the influx of people, good, honest, working people fleeing hellhole feudalist states. That's the difference. And, you know, you're going to tell a lot, Trish, from tonight. You know, the debate. Uh, someone's got to convince Fatso that eating a bowl full of Smarties doesn't actually make you smart. It makes you look like a beanbag with a pumpkin on it. Thank you, Trish. Appreciate the call very much. Did you hit? Can you hit the button yet? Squirrel. Mexican Americans don't like to just get into gang fights. They like flowers and music and white girls named Debbie too. Wisdom. Mexican Americans. Cheech and Chong. All right. Uh, Robert Bloomingdale. Hey, this is Robert Bloomingdale calling from Benton Harbor. How you doing, Sean? Very good, very good. Did you bump into an Irish Mafia member short in the pants, drunk on a bar stool? No, we're going there on our way home tomorrow. All right, I'm stop at the stray dog. Pick me up a, a yeah, shirt. We're going to our wife's 12th anniversary 
Our 12th anniversary, we're going to go to the straight dog. We're going to see if we can find Mayor Daly sitting on the stool. Drunk. Drooling on himself. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. 12 years? You've only been married 12 years? Yes, sir. Well, you sound like you're about 65. Would you get married late? We did. Yeah, I'm only 59 years old. So. 50. So you made it all the way to your 40s without being married? You're like Dan Proft. Really? All right. I guess so. I don't know how I did it, but I don't know how she puts up with me, but she does. But I'll let you get. All right. Yeah. So we, got, we went out for 11 years and we finally got married. That's um, holding out. 11 years. That's a yes, feat. Yeah, I like it, Robert. I like it. Very good. Very proud of you. Unless, of course, you're one of those forest dwellers, forest preserve dwellers. Vincent St. Charles. John, I love the show. Listen, Thank can't you. you put Tom from Deer Park on spam so he'll go away like that idiot? That was before, before Steve Cortez. He disappeared. He's another Trumper. I'm going to tell you. I, you know. Thing. You know what's disheartening? I actually. Um. I know Tom. I know Tom. I. I, oh, I, I know Tom. And and Tom is too smart to be as stupid as he is. So I'm going to try and whip him into shape the way in which I got my 380 pound free legal advice lawyer down to 330. You have to just whip them in the safe. Sometimes you have to say, hey, you, in the corduroys, you're a fire hazard. Go on a diet. So we're doing that with our version of a never-Trumper, Tom in Deer Park, who is too smart to be as stupid as anybody that would sit idly by as a corrupt political whore like any Democrat destroys our country. Thank you, Vince. We'll be back with the rest of your calls after this. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Mexican-Americans don't like to just get into gang fights. They like flowers and music and white girls named Debbie Doo. Classic. I'm going to go home and watch Up in Smoke. Mexican-Americans are named Chata. Ralph and Rantoul. <laughs> Sean, love the music selection. Thank you, thank uh, you. Actually, I called, I, I, told this, I told your producer yeah. that I don't actually have anything to say that's important. I just <laughs> thought that, I, I said, I'm going to call and whatever came into my mind when Sean picked up the phone. I would say, I like but it. I still haven't got anything, Sean. All right. I, I really think we should focus on exactly what we're going to do in the event that the Republicans take Congress because we could start some investigations. And I'd really like oh, to oh, hone oh, in on I, some of that. I got an idea there. Okay. Right. I know what we're going to do. All right. We're going to be disappointed because <laughs> the losers won't do anything. Isn't that just the same? Let me ask you this, because, you know, I am to the point when it comes to Illinois politics, the writing on the wall of how used to failure and corruption the Illinoisan has become. Do you think that this is do you think that this is exclusive to this kind of level of corruption where somebody like a Pritzker could be governor, like a Lori Lightfoot could be uh, a mayor of Chicago, like that hand puppet for Mike Madigan could be the leader of the Democrats in the in Illinois state? Or do you think there's a chance that we will join the rest of the disgust among the country, among good people and put, throw out these crooked bastards? What do you think? I think you will not throw them out because I think that the only reason that it remains so corrupt is there's such a gigantic, overwhelming block of morons and dead people that vote for them. God, I'm going to give you my wife's phone number. Call her because I want to go home. Thank you very much, Ralph and Rantoul, for joining the Ramble. Steve Huntley. 
Hey, Sean, thanks for taking my call. Anytime. Well, you know, you were talking about the, the virus earlier. Um, one of the things that the administration, I think, got out of it was they didn't tell seniors. If they would have put the same effort into telling seniors how much at risk they were and those who were, uh, uh, you know, morbidly obese and prone to the virus, we probably would have only lost a few thousand people instead of six million. Well, it's an interesting thing because uh, Cuomo taking people who had COVID and commingling them with seniors, the most vulnerable to the virus, not just Cuomo, Newsom, pretty much a lot of them. I think even Pritzker, a lot of Democrat governors made that decision. And, you know, like we were talking about earlier, show me the outcome. And nine out of 10 times, that's the intent. And to your broader point of what you were referring to in the call box about Social Security, 10,000 seniors retiring a day, Social Security being the open and notorious fraud, having absolutely no money. It's in the government's best interest if old people die in this country. So it's an interesting... It's pure evil. Well, it sure it is. And after all, we know they're capable of evil. They plan on retaining power on the one issue of mothers being allowed to kill their own children. So you can't get much more evil than that. It's really quite interesting, Stephen Huntley. Thank you very much for joining the show. Now, here's the thing, Squirrel. If my call screen isn't up tomorrow, I'm going to break your other finger. We have a deal? Fair enough. Now, I'd like to go out with a little George Bush. Can you give me a little George Bush, please? Let's laugh and have a good time. We must stop the terror. I call upon all nations to do everything they can to stop these terrorist killers. Thank you. Now watch this drive. Perfect. Have an American night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.